so after much speculation and anticipation, Nikon have finally released their brand new Z6 and Z7 series of full-frame professional mirrorless cameras. So we're going to have a look at the specifications of these cameras and also I'm going to bring up the five things that I don't like about these cameras that I think are going to be a big issue in order for them to capture the kind of market share that they were hoping to get with this new product release. So first of all, if we take a look at the specifications, the Z6 gives us a 24 megapixel full frame sensor with the anti-aliasing filter. It's capable of shooting at 12 frames per second and the Z7, which has the larger 45 megapixel count, has no anti-aliasing filter and this can shoot at nine frames per second which is going to be more suited to the landscape or commercial product photographer looking for the ultimate in image sharpness. The Z6 will retail for around $2,000 body only and the Z7 will come in at around $3,300 for the body only. Also a number of lenses were announced during the event. There's the new Z-mount system 24 to 70 f4 zoom and that will be available in the kit form if you go for the z7 it'll be around 4000 and the z6 will be around 2600 the same lens will cost around 999 dollars on its own and it has a minimum focus distance of under 12 inches across its zoom range a 35 f 1.8 prime was also announced coming in at 845 that's going to be available at launch and there's also a 50mm f1.8 coming in around 600 that will be available in October. And also they announced the new knock lens which offers a 0.95 aperture capability. However, it's a manual focus lens so that's going to be an issue for professionals looking to use this in difficult, quite often demanding real world scenarios. So I think it's a purist lens that's going to have some appeal but it's not completely versatile. One of the good things about the product launch was the announcement of the FTZ adapter, which is going to allow you to work with your old lenses on this new Z system. And it's going to give you full through the lens autofocus and auto exposure capabilities and will also work with the in-body camera image stabilization. So that's a real plus if you're an existing Nikon user. And that was pretty much expected, I think, from most of us. So that was certainly a positive thing. So overall, I think a pretty decent first offering. The FTZ adapter is a real plus. I'm not really sure about the lens at this stage. We'll have to wait and see until they come out. We can do some testing and so on. But certainly, it looks like a decent first attempt for the product. However, there are a number of things I think they could have done much better. So I'm going to go through my list of the five things that I don't like about the release of the Z7 and Z6 full frame mirrorless cameras by Nikon. First of all, neither the Z6 or Z7 include a dual memory card capability. And this is going to be a really negative point for professional photographers that are working in critical situations such as live events, be it a wedding, be it portrait settings, fashion shoots, or sports events. Most professionals in these types of shooting environments will shoot with a second card for backup in case one of the cards becomes corrupted. And this can happen, and I think it's a real problem 
that the dual memory card slot wasn't an option. Certainly given that their nearest competitor, the one that they're trying to offer an alternative to, the Sony A7 series, have dual card support. Big, big problem here. Also, it's interesting that they used the XQD format of SD cards, which are not as common and are in fact much more expensive than a regular SD card. So it wasn't provided as an optional, it's actually a necessity to use this format. So if you already have a number of SD cards, you won't be able to use them unless you were lucky enough to have purchased the XQD format. The second thing is the rear display. Now, although it boasts an impressive 2.1 million dot touchscreen, it's LCD, it only has a 170 degree viewing angle so it's not a fully articulating screen, which I think is a real problem, especially if you're trying to appeal to the market of vloggers and YouTubers who quite often use the flip out screen in order to monitor what they're doing on camera. Now, in terms of the video capability, it's actually quite decent. It shoots 4K video at 30 frames per second and 1080p video with a slow motion frame rate of 120p. So pretty much a match with the Sony A7 Mark III, which is their nearest competitor. However, I feel that this was their chance to up the ante in terms of the video spec and provide perhaps higher frame rates in 4K to give us much better slow motion capability in HD and 4K. And that's especially pertinent in an era where you can get 960 frames per second slow motion on a smartphone. If you look at the iPhone 10, the Samsung S9, and the Huawei P20 Pro, for example, they're really coming after the video space and putting in some very decent capabilities in terms of specs. Sure, they don't have a full frame sensor. They're never gonna match the quality of uh, a mirrorless camera or DSLR, certainly at this point of time, but in terms of specification, they're really close and the results are quite amazing. And I think it's time for camera manufacturers to realize who's chasing them and really up the specifications of the video on these cameras, not just the megapixel count for still photography, but really give us much better video capability. The bit depth and also things like HDR video should be on the list of features. And that unfortunately didn't happen in this release. So I think it will satisfy most users, but it won't really blow them away. Now, one of the main reasons that you might want to go for a mirrorless camera, apart from having a more compact, lightweight body, is the ability for these cameras to shoot incredibly high frame rates. And I think they've done that reasonably well, but again, could have done much better. So in terms of the FPS on the Z6, you can get up to 12 frames per second and on the Z7, only nine frames per second, but there is some limitations here in terms of the burst mode. First, the buffer of these two cameras isn't especially large. With the Z6, you can shoot nine frames per second for a total of 22 or 23 images. After that point, the camera will start to slow down significantly. And the Z6, you can shoot three seconds of 12 FPS shooting for a total of 36 images, not comparable to what you can do on the Sony A7 and certainly the A9, and nowhere near in the league of the DSLR high-end cameras. So there's a number of reasons for this. Perhaps Nikon were not trying to, or perhaps Nikon were trying not to steal away market share from their flagship DSLR cameras. 
Maybe they're playing it safe here. But really, I think given that it is a mirrorless camera, they could have gone much further in terms of the FPS. The final thing that they could have done better is the auto-focusing system. Now, it does boast 493 focus points, covering over 93% of the frame, which is going to be enough to satisfy most focusing situations. But the Sony a7 Mark III R has up to 693 focus points and includes some AI, such as iFocus, which is also found on some Fuji cameras. This is particularly relevant to portrait photographers working with shallow depth of field. Sometimes it's difficult to focus both eyes if the uh, subject is on a slight angle and if you have a very wide open aperture. So having some AI in there that can interpret what's actually in the scene is going to be of a great advantage even for professional photographers. So in summary, I think that Nikon have done a reasonable job at providing their first full frame mirrorless camera. However, they could have gone much further and blown the market away with some outstanding specifications that not only matched their nearest competitor, but far exceeded it. Now I feel it's up to Canon. They're said to be releasing a, or at least announcing a mirrorless camera later in September. And I think it's time for them to really up the ante and provide a specification that's gonna well and truly exceed that which Sony has been delivering over the past few years and set a new standard for the mirrorless camera format. So let's hope that eventuates in this up and coming release. If you wanna see more videos, like this, feel free to subscribe to the channel. If you'd like to comment upon any of these points that I mentioned in this video, feel free to put them in the comments box below. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.